You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. I pick the ones I like. In the back, Donnie. It's unacceptable. It's a moral battle. I cannot believe the call. It's going to be rough. Please tell us what it is. This is the Brian Suits Show. You'll never see Luis the same again. Maybe we'll get back to that story, but you can just listen to it. Um, when we're done here at 9, you can uh, go to app, A-P-P, uh, to 800-465. Oh, the sun's in the weird. I mean, the light's in the weird. 8770. We'll get to that. Get the app, listen, stream on the app, but never mind that. You're here. Listen on the good old radio like Odin intended. And the whole thing. I happen to have the president's uh, summary from... Last year, it was 16 February uh, last year when it w- the current health summary was uh, released. And I don't know why I didn't read this last year, but uh, he, he could be a throat-clearing alcoholic as of last year. Uh, Stephen Gate, uh, moderate to severe degenerative osteo- osteoarthritic change, s- spondylosis. Uh, that's It's been previously diagnosed. It was stable as of last year. I, I got to say, it's, it's, and they're saying it's due to a prior uh, fracture of a foot, but he's not limping. It's that, it's that old man gate thing. And that, that's G A I T. So you take your gate through the garden gate. See, that's a pun. All right. So anyway, he walked out with those. The, the new thing with, by, by the way, Brian Suits here with producer Greg here, hour number three on your Wednesday. Rainy Drizzly Wednesday, uh, cold appearance. I stuck my uh, my nose out and saw that still still Drizzly, not not news. Uh, but he walked out. He's wearing those Rob Gronkowski those fake dress shoes, the leather. You know, look looks like a wingtip or a cap toe dress shoe. Men wear them now, but they're actually like a really soft uh, sole. Like who are you kidding? Get leather. Get leather on the on the ground. There, those are those are dress shoes. But he's wearing those, uh, and he and he did that, you know, lift the foot straight up thing. That gate, which, which is old man gate, is uh, is what that is. But I have a name for it now. <clears throat> uh, so as of last year, non-valvular, no, non-valvular atrial fibrillation (AFib), which was stable last year. Uh, I didn't know he has acid reflux. Uh, he's constantly clearing his throat. And apologists are saying, well, he's had a, a stutter since he was a kid. Well, stutters don't make you cough. Um, President Biden experiences occasional symptoms of gastroesophageal reflux, primarily having to clear his throat more often. This may also contribute to occasional cough and sinus congestion. Uh, and then stiffen gait, mild sensory peripheral neuropathy of feet. Some say that only drunks get this. Uh, finding a mild peripheral neuropathy is noted as above. His symptoms have not progressed, and his exam is actually a bit uh, improved in that area. The most common cause of peripheral neuropathy is diabetes, but I don't think they've ever they've never said he has diabetes. Um, I don't recall. The president does not have diabetes. Oh, right there, uh, hemoglobin A1C and fasting blood glucose are both normal. <clears throat> Other common etiologies for this include alcoholism, vitamin B12. Deficiency in thyroid disease. Well, he always says my word is a Biden because he's Irish uh, and all that. So the president uh, doing his uh, annual physical uh, today. Uh, what do you, What do you think? If there were if something of 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 this that we've seen 
that's already been diagnosed. If something worse came up, would they tell us? Here, two, before. I don't think they would. Just just like the whole you know, alien bodies in Area 51, I don't think they would ever be honest with us about that. You don't think it's above board? No. I, I think they would find the exit strategy. Um, they would find the way for Gavin to you know make an excuse for him to, to be the new candidate or, or whatever. Or because I want to spend more time with my family when he when he issues his uh, his exit statement on Friday. Now Friday he's supposed to be in Brownsville. They don't have the uh, schedule published yet, but maybe they will tomorrow. And they're saying, according to the White House, according to that fraud, David Ignatius, Washington Post uh, writer, um, who has bad sources and they're badly badly placed, badly sourced, and uh, anyway, that that's what they're going to do. Without saying, I hereby reinstate the executive orders that Donald J. Trump signed, that I ended on the day I walked into the White House. Because that is the reason what, what's happening is happening. And you know, they're not saying that because the Supreme Court uh, is hearing a bump stock case, which went all the way to the Supreme Court. And it's, does this violate ATF rules? Do, does the banning or does, does declaring that the bump stock equipped uh, semi-automatic rifle make it a machine gun? In effect... It does. It, it will fire uh, as long as you have the trigger down. Um, so it's kind of like a machine gun in that way, but it is not an, a machine gun because of internal action. It's a machine gun because of the external effect of the recoil of the weapon. Uh, so Wall Street Journal with an op-ed on that today about it should be Congress's thing um, and uh, not the ATFs. But the, the big tell, the takeaway on that is that the executive order to ban them was Donald J. Trump. So they're going out of their way to point out, uh, I, I'm saying they're not pointing that out and they're going out of their way to do it because any any other president, and they would say in an exe executive order signed by Donald J. Trump, but, but they're not doing it. They're just saying the bump stock ban. Okay, well, so we'll, we, we'll, we'll get that uh, decision in, in a long time. I mean, it'll be uh, the summer uh, or something. Probably, and I don't want to see the ATF given more sweeping fiat power where they can go, oh, bump stock, how about knock you over stock? How about trip you stock or, or whatever? Because technically, the what the ATF says makes something a machine gun is not what a bump, bump stock does. But its effect is it will fire until it's out of bullets. Um, and that, you know, as you recall... That's what the, that's what the guy at the Vegas what was that uh, country festival called? It had a name, but and he was in Mandalay Bay. Yeah, um, and he broke out his window, and he had he was like on the tenth floor, and he killed uh, over a hundred people because he had a bunch of AR-15s on mounted on tripods, and he had all of them were loaded with. Uh, with high, very high capacity magazines like sixty and seventy five round mags, Harvest Music that, Festival. That, yeah, that's right. That used to be available from Surefire, um, and so that's how he did it. And it, you've heard the sound; it's a horrible sound, and all that. And and but, but I mean, by and large, overwhelmingly, people that know semi-automatic rifles know that that's a waste of ammo. It might be fun if you go to a range, if they let you in. 
Uh, speaking of Vegas, there's a couple uh, places that know people just come there for the weekend. There's a couple places that will rent you with with a, um, a qualified uh, gun master with you, uh, not Alec Baldwin, uh, rent you a machine gun if he's never fired one. Excuse me. They're kind of not that big of a deal. A uh, instructor guy was killed because the family brought their nine-year-old daughter to come shoot Newsy. And he didn't have her gripping it tightly enough, and it, she lost it, or it ran away and shot him in the head. He was standing behind her, but uh, that's not a nice anecdote. Anyway, it's nice anecdote Wednesday uh, is what it is. Well, so here's how the day started at 2 a.m. on the uh, West Coast. I'll play this for you uh, one more time. So there was a big uh, chin wag. There was uh, McConnell, Speaker Johnson, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat leader from the House, and Chuck Schumer, Democrat, the the uh, senator in charge of the majority in the uh, in the Senate. Did you see that picture of him waving a red Chinese flag in Chinatown? I tweeted Shooter? that out yesterday. It was very red. <clears throat> um, you're lying. You didn't really see it. You know, I'm not. I'm it. not insisting no, you follow my Everybody was adorned in red clothing and red flags. Festooned, and-, and they were in the San Francisco Chinatown, which is overwhelmingly ty- pro Taiwan. And Nancy had a little Taiwanese flag on and all these people. And it was Chinese New Year. And uh, he he's standing there looking, as usual, very inappropriate and uncomfortable. And then he someone hands him a red Chinese flag and he waves it. Good morning, China. It's like, dude, read the room. But anyway, uh, so um, they're meeting on the, the four bills, you know, Ukraine, Taiwan, Israel, border. So they're on on Bill One and Speaker Johnson. The the entire, as you recall, when what's his name Rankin, the senator from Oklahoma, the Republican, the designated, the Mark, whatever you want to call him, yeah, Langford saying, it's a yeah, we've worked it out, and you're gonna have to read it. It's the toughest border bill we've ever had. Uh, clearly, he hadn't read it, or he wouldn't have said that. But they had him out there as uh, the Fugazi. As a guy saying, oh, yeah, this is, I'm real. I, I read it. Well, he hadn't read it. So it comes out on a Sunday night, and really rapidly, people have broken up into sections and teams. Someone finds out that, uh, yeah, the border can be shut down when you reach a daily average of 5,000 asylum seekers across the border. But but what do you – what's the census? What do you mean? From every country, from Angola, from Ecuador and all that? No. Only Canada and Mexico. Well, so there's people identifying themselves as they cross from Costa Rica, from El Salvador, you know, whatever. Uh, not not El Salvador anymore, but a lot of Venezuela and Ecuador. So, in other words, the guy that just murdered the woman in Georgia uh, wouldn't have been stopped if he had fi- if he was five thousand and one. It clearly was not the toughest border bill ever. You can say it all day long, and if you do. You're labeling it because you're probably a Democratic operative or an MSNBC host or whatever. So that's a lie. It wasn't a serious bill. Maybe if you reinstate all the executive orders that Trump had, but in this election year, he doesn't want to do that. And so the talking point, when the White House claps back, they don't do it via Biden anymore. They do it directly through CNN and MSNBC. So when they showed the footage of Johnson speaking about a tougher border bill, 
the MSNBC host had to had to chime in at the end with his. Bit. We're hearing from the American people of this all. This is 2 a.m. this morning, by the way, 5 a.m. on the East Coast. All parties and all persuasions in all cities and all states. Johnson had the microphone after he got it. first guy out of the meeting, first guy to the mic. Who feel this acutely? They understand the catastrophe at the border is affecting everyone, and it is top of mind for all the American people for that reason. But again, the first priority of the country is our border and making sure it's secure. And it's amazing how he's he's just raging on that cello and he doesn't his voice doesn't break it's amazing I, I believe the president can take executive authority right now today to change that and i told him that again today in person as, I, as i've said to him many times publicly and privately over the last several weeks it's time for action so that was speaker mike johnson yesterday following an oval office meeting with the president and other congressional leaders but in reality it is johnson he's the one standing in the way of action on the border by blocking a bipartisan deal passed by the Senate. Well, thank you for that, newsreader. Well, it looks like a giant. Johnson. Um, yeah, he's, he's a little guy. He's well kept. Always The hair's always combed. Nice hair on point, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I, did, I made a pun, by the way, about Johnson at the mic, because he already, I don't know if that, that's, the, the pun is Mike Mike. Do we say, we, we, do, how do I, how do we, do we spell it MIC in radio? Those of uh, us who sure. use mics? Why not? Or do just MCs uh, say mic? But anyway, the talking points were out there. It was, yeah, well, says the guy that passed on the strongest border bill ever uh, and stuff. Or, or whatever. Last night, as they were uh, cleaning up the mess uh, from Michigan, uh, CNN decided that a former Bernie Sanders campaign manager was the go-to person on why disaffected Arabs are voting uncommitted against Biden. Um, and this is not a Arab person. This is an African-American woman named Nina, who was one of the people uh, that ran Bernie's campaign. And she she has a fairly radical standpoint against uh, the Israel-Gaza thing. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib and also Congresswoman Cori Bush called for a ceasefire very early on, they were called abhorrent. Now, fast forward to all of these bodies laying in the wake and people who are living through this every single day. By the way, there's also been slaughter in, in Israel I was going to well. say. So, I, I, so, yeah. so there, there's, yeah, no, there's a I, lot of pain on both sides. I, no, so I'm not. Really I'm not. a lecture on the problem. No, but I, I'm talking. As Anderson Cooper telling her, spare me the lecture on, on, on that. So that's where that's going on. But because they're terrified of that. Because because you have Arab voters in Michigan nodding north and south, going, "Yeah, she's right. Give her our, give her the mic, give her the mic, Mike," um, and and all that because uncommitted got they thought they were going to get ten thousand, they got a hundred thousand votes uh, concentrated around Dearborn and that whole thing. So Michigan is going down the toilet because they're they're closing down um, engine factories that are internal combustion. Um, and there's a big one in Ontario. Uh, who cares, right? That's the the uh, the Ontario engines are called. I forget what they're called, but diesel and gas-powered engines are made in uh, across the the river from Detroit in the Canada, such as. But they're also made in Michigan, and they're being shut down for electrical motors, which no one is buying. the The demand for those is cratering. And that's why the the factories that make lithium ion batteries are cratering because uh, no one wants those cars. And also, by the way, young Democrat voters are being bamboozled and hypnotized into calling what's happening in Gaza 
a genocide. And this is this goes without challenge, that it's a genocide. Everything is Hitler, everything's a genocide. Overnight, an extremely unusual watch party for voters who cast their ballots not for a candidate, but for uncommitted in protest of President Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas war. I didn't feel good about voting for Joe Biden. Um, he's been pretty complicit about the genocide happening in Palestine. There you go. And that's what you're dealing with. That's a young guy, a guy in his mid-20s. Um, and, and by the way, it was Hamas who said, we want to have an October 7th every day, uh, a Groundhog Day of genocide. I mean, that's actually promoting that you wipe out every Jew in, in Israel, right? Um, but the Israelis are saying, send us your Hamas guys. And Hamas is saying, well, let's put this woman and, and her child in front of us. So, so who's responsible for the genocide? But no one will push back on them. Uh, and 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 Biden. I mean, this this led to a thing where Biden, with a uh, ice cream cone, on Tuesday night. I mean, on uh, the, the I guess I guess it would be yeah Monday. It was it was the night they taped Seth Meyers. So that was Monday. Um, so in the day, he lied because he knew Seth Meyer. Uh, it was going to be late at night. So he lied and said that there's going to be a ceasefire this weekend so that the news would somehow break that, oh, Biden has engineered a ceasefire. And he and he said it uh, with uh, the all the seriousness of, of a man holding a, a vanilla ice cream cone. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. We're not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. And this was news to his national security advisor, who is back in the White House, uh, Hamas and Israel. There's no such thing. He made that up whole cloth uh, in some would say a cynical maneuver to try to stem the bleeding of, of, of Democratic uh, Arab voters in Michigan who think that that's a genocide. Rather than saying, well, one of you explain to me, ask your dad why he came from Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi, Kuwait, whatever, Syria. Ask your parents or or maybe you came from there. If you border Israel, like uh, Egypt, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, please tell me why they're not taking Palestinian refugees. Please help me out. They, they, they could, uh, and I mean, to be fair, in the lead up to World War II, even, even America turned away Jewish refugees. So the, the shame's on us there, okay? Just being honest about that. But we didn't know what was going on. The, the genocide in Germany wasn't happening yet. And even in the war, the, there was debate. Uh, it wasn't until late in the war that we had enough credible uh, testimony that, uh, well, that Hitler was bad. So, so there's that. So they're, they're declaring something a genocide now, but they're not saying to Egypt, take the refugees. And you know why? Because Egypt, Saudi Arabia... The Emirates, Bahrain, and Kuwait, everyone who who doesn't sidle up to uh, Iran like Qatar does, and then and then Lebanon and Syria, even the countries that do sidle up to Iran, don't want Palestinian refugees. They don't want them. They, would it save their lives and get them out of harm's way? Yeah, it would. They don't want them. And the Israelis had said, you know, we'll have we'll have a corridor. If, if you want to take the refugees, the Egyptians said, not only are we not taking them, but we're strengthening the buffer zone, the border between Gaza and Egypt. So no one's asking him that. No one's asking Rashida to leave that, uh, uh, for instance. And so it's it's all Israel's fault. So, I mean, talking about blaming the victim uh, on this one.
And that's what the White House is doing because they're so embarrassed about this. They're trying to act like uh, Netanyahu is hanging up on him. And, and all. The problem is that what Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Jordan all know is that Netanyahu is about to win. Politically, he's dead. As a non-wartime prime minister in Israel, he's dead. But they do know that Israel is uh, committed, both sides, um, uh, Gantz, the guy who would take over with from the from the opposition, he's equally committed to to ending Hamas, not defeating Hamas and renegotiating, but ending them, because the the list of people who would miss Hamas is zero, unless you mean um, people in Dearborn or people at Seattle City Council meeting uh, protests or, or whatever. No Arab state is going to miss Hamas. Uh, they they will not they, they don't like where their money's gone. It's gone down a rat hole. It's gone down a corruption hole. Um, you're not seeing that in the American media, and it's it is that obvious. Why doesn't anyone ask? Well, why doesn't Saudi Arabia take them? Why does Saudi Arabia uh, pay Hamas a hundred million bucks a year? It's to be off the bomb them list. Uh, and, and why did people pay Yasser Arafat the money? It was it was to stay off the uh, don't be bombed by the or stay on the. Uh, People that the PLO won't bomb. It's that simple. It's a it's a blackmail ring. It's a mob. That's the word in Arab countries. It was the word in Baghdad. It's the word in Riyadh. Every Arab capital. No, you don't want them in your country. You do not want them. In, ask the Jordanians. You don't want them in your country. So they pay them to stay in refugee camps. That's what they do. So <clears throat> there's that. And now Israel's about to wipe out Hamas. That's that's those that's the business. They're taking care of business. They're mowing the lawn. Um, on the after what Hamas did, they they were begging for it, and then it would appear uh, in some documents that the Israelis uh, have in their possession now that Hamas hadn't counted on this on, on a ground invasion. They just they thought it would be nothing but Boeing J dams um, landing in Gaza, and the Israelis are now down to the final city the final um standalone city in gaza uh, to take down and they're, they're doing it by textbook this is uh, the textbook that stalin used to, to take back stalingrad uh this is the textbook that the red army used to uh take back berlin i mean this is what city fighting looks like oh yeah this is the manual that the, that the marine corps used to take down fallujah block by block room by room it's ugly. It's the worst kind of combat there is. It's not, you know, a mile away, call up a sniper. It's the nastiest fighting there is, and Israel is uh, undergoing it. And no one no one in that neighborhood besides the Palestinians is saying, uh, stop. So uh, so Biden lying about it sure didn't help. But uh, all right, we'll be back in a second. We'll uh, check in if you're texting 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770. Back in a second, AM 770, KTTH. Some Sony KTTH. Just to reset it up, uh, Brian Suits here with producer Greg. We're, we're about to do a check in the texting. 
So the president goes to Brownsville on Friday, and he's, he's asked, he's scripted to be surrounded by uniformed Border Patrol agents. Their union hates him. Their rank and file hates him. The middle rank and non-appointees hate him. Mayorkas loves him. Current head of Border Patrol has to love him and the whole thing. But remember, remember when he accused Border Patrol agents who were exonerated after a 10-month investigation, uh, horse-mounted Border Patrol agents, he accused them of, quote, strapping uh, immigrants at the board at Eagle Pass, uh, horse-mounted uh, agents uh, in, in the river there because Haitians were running across the river and getting lunch and then coming back, just going back and forth. And Border Patrol agents, uh, back when that was illegal, were, were rustling them up. And after an investigation, because... They had the reins in their hands, as you do when you're maneuvering a horsey, you know, aggressively to either do a calf rope or a Haitian rope or whatever. But they weren't hitting anybody. They weren't running them over with their horses. And the president used uh, one of his first press conferences to throw these guys under the bus and and absolutely burning a bridge uh, between him and his own employees, his own uniform employees who put their lives in the line, the Border Patrol guys. And they expect people to... Uh, but just to remind you, let's take you back two years ago. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. And he, and he does a little hand gesture when he says strapped, a, a, a whip gesture. But, I, I, I mean, he dug himself a hole. He and Mayorkas, you know, not even a year into the, the office. and To see people treat it like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped. Horses running them over and people being strapped. And, and the thing is, there was a still photo, and the photographer even said, I didn't see anyone whipped. But that wasn't a story. You had to you had to go to paragraph 23 on that one. It's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. Well, there were none. Uh, Ten months later, very quietly, the Border Patrol said, uh, "No, uh, move along, nothing to see here, uh, and all that. And so now he's going to go down there to a very, now, now a very quiet sector, uh, Brownsville, Matamoros, um, and say all is well here, and he'll announce some uh, executive orders uh, or, or something. But but just know that, that if you're one of those guys in that green uniform and you have not mailed your badge back to the White House or a pile of them and you're still working there, uh, then you're not, you don't respect this guy. You just lost him. I mean, he, he lost you uh, without saying, look, uh, I, he, I don't think he, he even saw the video. I, I think he saw the still photo and someone said, look, they're whipping the black people. And, and you know what? It reminded me of the slavery days. Well, I wasn't alive. During, <laughs> I saw that from a lot of people like Cornell West and, and the others. And so he panicked and he just said whatever Corrine Jean-Pierre told him to say, because she's Haitian. And she said they're whipping they're whipping Haitians because they're because they're black or something. And like three of the four were Hispanic. And and so you're accusing the Hispanic people of chasing down the black people on your horse and strapping them. So uh, I haven't curated a darn text. Uh, can't lie to you, Greg. That's why I'm here. Text from the 951, because we are all dog lovers, heartfelt condolences. 
to John Stewart and his family. Their family dog recently passed Dipper. We all may have different points of views at times, but we can all rally around the fact that we love our dogs. I did see a bit of this segment, uh, I think it was last night or the night before, where John Stewart did pay tribute to his pup, Dipper. Oh, that's a Dipper shame. passed away yesterday. It was not a bit. He was ready. Yeah, not a bit. He was tired. But I wasn't. And the family, we were all together. Thank goodness we were all with him. But boy, my wish for you is one day you find that dog, that one dog. It just is the best. Man up. Don't let your kids see you cry. <laughs> Um, Come on. Um, yeah, my buddy Those Zach. Are badges of emotional my, truth. My buddy Zach, we got into a, a dog picture uh, showing uh, yesterday because uh, today's the final day for his family dog. And yeah. so we were talking about, you know, giving him, you know, the, the, the best day and the whole thing. Right. right. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big. Uh, it's not like a dog, you know, is going to say, wait a minute, the car's warming up and there's a steak over there, and I'm really old. Our family dog growing up uh, was named Risa, and she lived 15 and a half years, and I remember getting the call. I was in a Costco, and my mom said, it, you know, it's finally time we put down Risa, and the waterworks just came out in the middle of an aisle, and people were walking by me wondering, why is this guy bawling his eyes out in the midst of this huge big box store? And it was because Risa passed away. My abounding love for my pup. Um, yeah, it, it was. I was showing him a picture of uh, the kid with her dog when we took Smitty to go get uh, euthanized. She insisted on being in the room. She insisted, you know, that her voice was the last one he heard. Which, wow. You know, I I can't tell you. I mean, I you know, I didn't want to be in the room. But, you know, if the, if the nine-year-old is going to do that, then, you know, I'm going to stay in there. So That's so heavy. I, I sympathize with uh, Jon Stewart on, on, on that one. Maybe one of the last things that unifies this country are domesticated animals. Um, yeah. Uh, and remember Jon Stewart's college roommate. Dick Cheney. Anthony Weiner. <laughs> okay. True story. <laughs> Text from the 253. That'll turn your frown upside down. Brian, we've got a Tesla Model 3 LR all-wheel drive burned. up here in Anchorage. Uh, Tesla's a great second car and with a level 2 charger in the garage and our electric grid powered by regional natural gas, it gives us an alternative to gasoline and diesel. Both of those fuels arrive by barge or ship and deliveries could be interrupted by an earthquake. People that own only an electric car and depend on public chargers are making bad choices in my view. But address the cold weather, sir. I I put it to you, Anchorage boy. Address the cold weather because there's a thing. If you've ever been to Alaska in the summer, okay, join the club. It's, it's a mosquito, not an eagle. But go to Alaska. Go go to Anchorage in the winter. Go to the mall. Why are all those cars idling? Well, because you don't turn a diesel off and let it cool down. If it it, it, it takes more. It, more power warming back up. Everybody takes two sets of keys to the mall and you get to the mall. There's no one in these cars, but they're running, they're idling because they're locked, but uh, they don't, you don't turn them off. You don't turn them off. If you're just popping in for half an hour at the Safeway or the Kroger owned chain, you leave the car running. It's really weird. But if in an electric car in February in Anchorage, you're damn right. It's a second car. It may, it may be there all day.
So uh, I don't know. Do you take it at ten uh, percent battery and say, "Oh, I'll, I'll get two more miles out of it"? Because when you come out to the car, that may be down to zero or something moving, uh, or whatever. Now, now go down to where they're made in the Bay Area. They're just blowing up. They're just burnt. people are coming out in the morning, and uh, they're just ashes uh, and and that whole thing. Text from the six six one on the topic of Tyler Perry no longer going to invest hundreds of millions of dollars in a studio because of how AI is upending the industry. Good morning, Brian and Greg. I work for a major corporate symbol down here in Burbank in the animation industry. I've heard through the grapevine that Jeffrey Katzenberg has stated AI will eventually replace 90% of jobs in animation. Damn right. Hearing this from a guy who's notoriously cheap, so I believe it. And no one will think it's weird that the mouse only has three fingers uh, on that one. Uh, Did I rat you out? (laughs) Text Uh, from the uh, 90s. Wait, good one. Good call. Smelling out the city council protesters. I did it pretty quickly. Uh, maybe they should have the meetings after all their taxpayers are off at work and can attend while the paid protesters are in their parents' basement uh, playing Fortnite, but not Lego Fortnite. Uh, yeah, he's talking about the socialists who brought Venezuelans up to the Seattle City Council meeting, uh, ironically, to demand money. They, they, they never can we talk. It's always we demand money for Venezuelan migrants to the city that's for some reason paying for them to stay in a hotel in Kent. Text in about the trepidation I'm feeling about the potential possibility of going on the Alpine Coaster in Leavenworth this weekend. From the 970, Greg, 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 roller coasters are super safe and designed to go through extensive testing before they open. It's not like a new technology that's brand new. There's no need to wait to see if it's safe for others. What do you Wait till I tell you about my evolution on that one. Um, oh. Just Bob 509er, uh, Eric Code. Amazing how leftists in the media and academia continuously paint Israel with the false genocide and Hitler moniker. Heck, Hitler was a piker compared to Stalin and Mao, who committed actual genocide against subpopulations of their own people. Of course, they were both uh, darlings of the American left, so uh, profs and reporters looked the other way. Absolutely true, Just Bob. Um, uh, yeah, the vast majority of Russian casualties in World War II are of, were of their own making, if it wasn't uh, prison camps or whatever. Uh, yeah, so I went down the YouTube hole yesterday on Leavenworth roller coaster uh-huh. winter, and I'm 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 in. It looks incredible. It looks amazing. It looks astounding. The colder the better. Wait, you got to be covered up if it's in the winter. Well, right? that's, that's why that's a great jerk filter. Suddenly, no lines. <laughs> something. It's like oh, okay. it's like going to Disneyland when it's raining sideways or something. Yes, I, I, you bet. Nine Fahrenheit roller coaster. Where do I sign up? Leavenworth. The answer. Easy breezy. Yeah, and, and Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Get to the head of the line. That's what I heard. Um, all right, uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with the last word. A, a check of the updates of our local news uh, and stuff, and some final words right after this. AM seven seventy KTTH.
Um, some somebody KTDH Brian Suits here. Hey, here's a headline that probably deserves some investigation when we get up there. Puget Sound Energy proposes hefty rate hikes to pay for hydro and wind power. Wow. Wait, 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 but that's sustainable. But wait, I won't scam like that. I can talk to you later. Um, that's one of the ones that, and also I always put, you know, report number. We got we got a lot of, I, I saw like BBC even picked up that story about Seattle, Washington and America's West Coast is the is the least telephone uh, interacting uh, city in America, in America. Um, and they were showing B-roll as they're talking. They're showing people in, in Britain just walking with the phone up to their ear, at least not looking down, but they're walking and talking. And I just I got to say, when the phone rings and it's something I want to talk, it's someone I want to talk to, I go outside. I I, I get I, I don't like everybody hearing me uh, talk to the medical office about, okay, thanks for confirming the appointment. We'll be there in 10 minutes. Whenever somebody calls me that I know, I text them right back, new number, who dis? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk on the phone. I want to uh, text. Yeah, I, I answered. Uh, I, I mean, when when I, when I a, a, a person who works in this building uh, answered the phone, uh, I, I cut out all the, hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Yeah, anyway, never mind. Florida couple kidnapped Washington baby and Amazon delivery driver ruse. Prosecutor say, I'll read that one, too. So um, follow me on at uh, Dark Secret Place um, on, on the Twitter. As, as long as we're pimping the digits. And our, oh, the all-new 10th break is up. It's live, downloadable. The the kitties are clamoring for the 10th break. They truly are. See, there's so much stuff, especially here uh, at, as we get close to 9. No time for it. So um, it, when there's no time, uh, what's yesterday's? Uh, it's like episode seventeen or something. Um, like that. Yeah, but I mean, which was some. Sort of, I think, I think we were was, talking about the ceasefire. Um, yeah, that's right. It was the, the stuff the, that was just <clears throat> far too hot to air. That's right. It was it was a lengthy explanation, which I think you like, um, about how Biden made this crap up to try to salvage some Michigan uh, Arab American votes, and that today uh, he's trying to explain. Well, what do I do? Uh, throw Israel under the bus or get? Uh, staunch the bleeding. He chose staunch the bleeding, but it didn't work because uncommitted got a hundred thousand votes, and is going to have four um, four uh, delegates when they do all the counting. Uh, and let's go to our uh, our, our lengthy uh, mailbag. This is from eight five eight. Final checking the texting. Uh, Captain Suits, I always hear you complaining about California and how you, quote, tunneled, close quote, out. Over the last three years in San Diego, two of my kids were caught in a shooting at a skate park. My wife and I were attacked by a homeless dude. I had the pleasure of rearranging his nose. Uh, A bomb threat at my son's school, most recently an arrest uh, at a school for a kid having a loaded gun on campus. Question for you, what was your breaking point and where is your tunnel? My breaking point was the Sinaloa cartel's um, rogue marijuana grow, unauthorized marijuana grow, alongside the California aqueduct. Forbidden essences. The Edmund, uh, the Edmund Brown uh, aqueduct uh, with slave labor. And I know you're saying slave labor. Uh, you'd think MSNBC would, uh, would be on that or something. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? But yeah, uh, Mexican drug cartel guy with an AK-47 uh, lording over a six to eight... Central American kids, not Mexicans, but Central American kids, not even speaking Spanish. They were picked up at the border 
three years ago for this year's marijuana harvest. So right about now, uh, when 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 the when the weed is getting green, bro, and all that, and the plants are like six feet tall, seven feet tall, they're up. They're tending, they're watering. They they will harvest it next month. I put that video up, by the way, um, and and there's a I'll get the documentary tomorrow. And and but but I mean, this is in America, in L.A. County, the Sinaloa cartel and other cartels have figured out it's way way easier to grow it in California because the penalties are virtually nothing. The business fine, the civil fine, is going to be bigger. Uh, than ho- you holding human beings uh, at gunpoint by an AK-47. And I had a, I had a long chin wag with a friend of mine in a L.A. County uh, uniform, and he said, look, dude, when you need us in two minutes, we're 20 minutes away. So believe me, whatever you got to do, do it. And so I, I said to myself, uh, self, us, if I don't have to live here, why? Why why live here? And Joe Biden said, don't. And so that that was my breaking point. Uh, on that, and then, uh, uh, and and so I said, well, naturally, we're either going to Lander, Wyoming, or back up to Washington, and so this is where all the relatives are, and even even the Canadians, and so that that was my breaking point was was that if the LA City Council, if the idiot governor allowed his own state uh, out of country cartels to have more power and to hold citizens in constant terror, I'm talking about two miles away, mile and a half away, um, then I'm not going to live in a state. If, if he doesn't allow me to defend myself, to have what I need to defend myself, if he doesn't want me to have it, doesn't want me to, to be there anymore, I will, I will certainly uh, fulfill his wish uh, and leave. And so part of the great uh, migration out of California, I think I was in the middle of it. And by the way, the people that are leaving are the ones that pay the taxes and so that's why two years later he's seventy-eight billion dollars in the hole. What? A, it's such a mystery. When when the people that create the wealth leave, uh, the wealth is gone too. You'll want to bone up on Margaret Thatcher on that one because she said socialists will. What 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 she said? They'll they'll spend all of other people's money till they run out of other people. Well, something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but I mean that's that's the theory. When you have a state income tax. And 50% of it is from 1% of the residents of your state, you got a problem. Because unless you put a ball and chain around their ankle or you fill up the moat with crocodiles, they're going to change their residence. Like Elon, like Spielberg, like anyone who wants to keep, keep their money. Uh, like, like and same reason Bezos left Washington, because that new, the new super duper wealth tax. Well, it turns out the super duper wealthy have their own plane. Hell, he's got a yacht. I mean, whatever. Um, so th- that mystery uh, solved uh, by Jeff Bezos, Olympia finally figuring that out um, on that one. So that's, uh, and, and again, moving to a blessedly non-income tax state was criteria number one. Number one. And so that if was this governments traditionally do make a financial mess. They always run out of other people's money. <laughs> you know, that, and that's, I got to say, she is not with us anymore. I... I I love Sarah Nelson's governance, and I love Margaret Thatcher. There you go. On, on, on that one. Um, so uh, she will be missed. But uh, there you go. And, you know, and I, I always joke about tunneling out. I half joke about tunneling out. Part of, more people would leave if they could afford it. That was the funny. The funniest part is that Gavin, the reason Gavin Newsom is U-Haul salesman of the year two years, at least two years in a row, is because you couldn't find a U-Haul. 
They were all rented in LA, San Francisco, especially San Francisco, and driven to Austin or Phoenix uh, or Dallas. U-Haul had to pay drivers to drive the empty U-Hauls back to California so they could make more money. True story, not a joke. Corn Pop is a bad dude. There you go, all of them. Um, and uh, so anyway, I, I don't wish it on anyone unless you're being, unless the offer on the table, the, the first offer is 300,000 and then you counter with 350. If, if they don't agree, don't move there. If, if you're not better looking than Brad Pitt, uh, or whatever. If uh, you're, you're still you're still ten years away from turning a profit on California, but uh, just just wait. If if you think uh, uh, if you think AI is going to be kind to the California uh, uh, film industry, you got something uh, coming. So anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll look into these uh, rate increases by Puget Sound Energy. Still be cheaper than anywhere else, but and tomorrow will be a practice Friday, and oh by golly, we'll be here for the practice Friday at six a.m. So. Uh, check our digits uh, at Dark Secret Place uh, and uh, download the 10th break. Uh, have a good day. We will see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Dan Bondino's next. Thanks to producer Greg, and we'll see you all tomorrow on AM 770 KTTH. Hey, how about a hug? I hate goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.